You're listening to another episode of A Lady and Some Dudes Podcast. Welcome to another episode of A Lady and Some Dudes Podcast. I am your host for today, Alan. And by the time you hear this, it'll already be passed. Time would have passed, but happy Clay Day because Clay is pay- playing basketball today. But as usual, we'll go ahead and get started with our grateful moment. Phil, what are you grateful for this week? Hey, fans all over the world, especially Russia, Egypt, Portuguese, Portugal, everyone. And of course, our Charlotte, New York, and South Carolina fans. What's up? What's up? What's up? I am grateful that I am out of quarantine, out of isolation. I get to see my family, hug my wife, uh, and 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 that my symptoms. Thank God, I, I got the booster and the, the two shots, the two shots and the booster. And I kind of mix it up too. Follow kind of Evan. I got my Maduro and my booster was um, Pfizer, and my symptoms was very mild. All I had was a slight cough ever so often, and a slight headache. Other than that, it was just watching um, the phone in my guest room by myself, locking it and then things. So I'm grateful I'm over that. Um, got the mild case and everyone in my family was negative. I was the only one positive in my household. Uh, so I'm grateful to get over that. And I'm back in my bed. So I'm happy. Locked up. <laughs> Evan, what are you grateful for this week? I'm grateful uh, this week that I've been able to um, get a lot of work done on my dissertation. I am, uh, I feel like light years ahead closer to getting this thing done. So I'm thankful for that. And thankful that my family is out of quarantine. Um, fortunately, I'm the only one who tested negative. Uh, unfortunately, I mean, I was a caretaker, but thankful everyone is doing well in good health and in the right state of mind. That's what's up. And I am grateful for a few things. I am grateful that my Hornets got revenge on the books on yesterday evening. I am also grateful that the Steelers got a win today. And lastly, I'm grateful that I was able to see my sister once again before they took off back to New York yesterday. So just grateful for all of those things. It's always the little things that we shouldn't overlook to be grateful for. But let's go ahead and get started with our NBA episode for today. Man, the Bulls. Number one in the East. Also the Bulls. You got a great collection of guys. Zach Levine, Alex Caruso, Lonzo Ball. I can't exclude this name because it's super important. DeMar DeRozan. Now, they've taken over the number one seed. We know last week, uh, DeMar had the two buzzer beaters against the Pacers and also against the Wizards. And right now, I mean, they've taken, taken the East by storm right now. So I believe that their record at this particular point, I'm about to pull that right back up because I had the schedule. Well, not the schedule, but the the listings up they're 26 and 10 solid at home 14 and 4 and 12 and 6 away um and in their conference they're 17 and 7 now what do we think the ceiling is 
for the Bulls moving forward as we're inching closer and closer to the midway point of the season? Nothing. 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 Congratulations. You may go to a couple of playoff games, maybe get to the conference final. The East is for the Nets to lose. The Nets are the team to beat. Not Milwaukee. Yes, I disrespect the champions. Not the Heat, who currently as today is in third place. Not the Bulls, who's only um, uh, two games ahead of the Nets. Not the 76ers, who climb up to the fifth seed. Um, not the... Um, the, the, the Raptors, who, who's, who, the Cleveland Cavaliers, who kind of went down. Not the Raptors, who's surging. They won the last seven. They won the last seven out of three games. Out of ten games. Seven out of three. Out of ten games, they won seven games. Nah. It is the Nets East. Kyrie is back on a part-time. Hopefully, that vaccination situation will be settled. And he'll come back full-time. And it's a wrap. The Nets are winning the championship. If Kyrie doesn't come back part-time, the Nets are in going to the finals. So Bulls, you know, get as much wins as possible. Who do I trust on the Bulls? Zach Levine never won. I don't think they ever went to the playoff with Zach. Um, uh, uh, Lonzo Ball mm, haven't made the playoff. DeMar, yes, I do. DeMar has been in some playoff teams. He was... Um, he was in the playoff uh, several times with the Raptors and with, of course, up to last year, I think it was last time in 20 something years, the, the um, San Antonio Spurs did not reach the playoff. Do I trust those guys? No, I oh, do Phil. trust. I oh, do Phil. trust it. Let me finish my dime track. I do no, trust two time really, champion. You got to answer trust, the question, though. You never yeah, I said I, I said, what is the ceiling? For the Bulls, I didn't say to win the championship. You're 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 assuming that I asked, are they winning the championship? I said, I what heard is this? you clear. The ceiling, like I said, the ceiling is a couple playoff games, and that's it. The East is for my side. Series or a couple playoff games, huh? A couple playoff series or a couple playoff games. Couple playoff series. I clarify myself. Couple playoff series. So they win the first their first round matchup. I I, I think they're gonna slide down to two, maybe three. So they'll be fine. So are they they'll a pretender? So are they a pretender or a contender? They are a contender. They're top. They okay. are top. I, look, 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 look. They're not going to win a championship. question. They're not winning championship. My side chick, my Nets, uh, is going to represent the East. That's it. So it's interesting. Uh, you know the the. This Bulls team, they're, they're a very good team. Very good team. Um, to have Zach Levine playing his best basketball of his career and then have an aging DeMar DeRozan where he's not the most skilled player on the team, but he has that provides veteran leadership. Um, I think that they will be a formidable team in the playoffs. I believe that um, they will... Um, give the Nets a run for their money. Uh, I'd be interested, interested to see, um, because they're, they're a deep team, but I'd be interested to see, you know, they haven't been Sixers this year and Sixers are on full strength, but the Sixers still need uh, a piece before they're really contenders in my book. Um, I think they could beat the, um, they could beat the 
the Bucks in this series, but we'll start to see. Uh, I think they can win a series or two, but I don't think they are yet ready to win a championship. I do have my doubts um, just about DeMar in the playoffs, but that's with him as being the alpha. So him as the beta on the team, I'll be interested to see how that dynamic works. Um, but it'd be a good series. and be a great first time for them to be in the playoffs, but I don't think championship. Yo, Kelvin, hop in, hop in. He's scared. <laughs> nah, I just want to make sure my audio is pretty good. Um, to answer your question, the ceiling for them is to win the East, and that'll be it. Um, they can win the Eastern Conference just because I think they'll stay healthy. They have a um, they have a nice bench, pretty young, um, and then they're thirsty to win right now. Now, having that experience to win the playoffs and having the skill set and the players to close it out, yeah, I don't think they could do that yet. But I feel like they can win. They can win the Eastern Conference. So I would probably say the same as Kelvin as to to win the East because when you think about who Chicago has brought in, everyone already knows who they are as a player. And so when you know, okay, I'm Alex Caruso, I can can play make, I ain't the best playmaker, but I also bring great defense and great energy. Uh, you got Zach, the top dog, the leader, can score, got bounced, can create for others. You got DeMar. He's been in the league for a while. He's – I'll just call him the mid-range king. So no one really shoots the mid-range as much as he does. Not not that he's the best mid-range player, but he's, he's among the best currently in the league when it comes to the mid-range. And then on top of that, he's he's pretty much like the old head. Then you got Vucevic. He's another guy. Pass, rebound, shoot. Then you got Lonzo. He's a he's a creator for others. Can push the ball in transition. As we obviously know, he's improved his shooting. Um, I haven't watched him enough since he's moved on to see if he's more of the aggressive shooter now, but um, or the more aggressive to attack the basket, but. Just from what I've seen so far, he is that guy. So I do think that their ceiling is to win an Eastern Conference. Now, will it happen or not? I'm not saying it will. But I do think that they have the players together to where they understand who they are and what their roles are, and they're not going to overstep. So, And and, and and if I can add this to I would say this about them. I would like to revisit the conversation after the trade trade deadline because I do think they're trying to push for some moves. They're jockeying to try to get some moves to be made to solidify a championship run. So after they make their moves or they they don't make the moves, I have the same position. If they make some some viable moves, then I might change my stance. Is that that's fair, right? Yeah, that's fair. I mean, trade deadlines next. You say if they stay put. Oh, you talking about their what they do? Yeah, I'm saying they stay I'm, put. Yeah, I'm saying if they stay as constructed right now, then I'll say, then yeah, they, their ceiling is to win the East, and I, and I'll leave it right there. But if they make some some good moves um, in free agency, um, mm-hmm. then it might push them over the top. Then they might have a chance uh, to 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 win the East. I'm talking about not just the not just the regular season. Uh, for me, it's hard for me to sell a team that's the first time together. 
pushed that far into a, a, a playoff. Um, they need some time to gel and learn each other. Um, to me, it's like the Atlanta effect. You know how Atlanta, um, of course, they had a better start than Atlanta did last year. But this year, how Atlanta, last year, Atlanta got to the playoff, you know, and, and, and then they, 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 they rolled that wave. Brand new team, new coaching staff, but at when it came to core of the playoffs, when they played, um, who they played? The 76ers, they beat the 76ers. They ended up playing what? Who? Was it Milwaukee? No, Milwaukee played the I was like he skipped over the fact they beat the Knicks, too. <laughs> we don't want to talk about that. <laughs> he has PTSD still from that. Basically, uh, it's rough for New York, except if you're a soccer team in the Rangers. Right now, it's rough for New York. <laughs> so it's to say for me, the experience they ha- don't have that experience together and they don't have enough. Only person who actually won on a team is Caruso, and he's a starter. He's off the bench. And DeMar. Uh, DeMar is Caruso's actually the champion on that team. Other than that, I don't see him going really far. And I don't really trust um, their head coach. <laughs> he had, uh, you know, he had a good team he, uh, when he was at OKC. So, but we will see. We will see. And I don't think with whatever they do in the trade day, deadline, unless they get someone, I mean, they get somebody caliber like AD or KD or top somebody top 25, which I don't see, uh, what they need to shore up their bench. I don't really see anything. I just see first year, maybe next year. I could see, but this year, nah. They, so, they, so, so Phil, who do you record. see, you know, outside of like the top teams in the East, who do you see knocking them out in the first or second round? You see, that's why I say they could win two series because if they win the two series, they're most likely going to play in the conference championship. I see them getting that far. And that team in the conference championship will be most likely cohesive, being where everyone is healthy, and that's most likely going to be the Nets. I don't see them beating Milwaukee. I really don't see them beating Milwaukee. Well, at the end Phil, of the day, Phil, you agree the problem. With us. What's the, the problem? And it's the problem I kind of have with Phil. Is <laughs> like with you, which you know, I usually always got problems with you, Phil. But <laughs> this one in particular right now is because you're saying I feel like your logic it goes against your pick with with the with Brooklyn. Um, that that unit has not played together. Um, yes, they so they they have they, played they together. Have, they, they have no playoffs experience together. As you know. Yes, they have. Huh? They have Jeez. one. Kyrie, Kyrie, Kyrie uh, got injured and, and got injured Harden. against Milwaukee. Yes, they yeah, all they, played. They, they never, played last they year never first all round. Played together. Yes, they did. They played last year first round. Yo, Their yo, whole Harden team literally changed. Yeah, Harden, Harden came back yeah, after the time he got hurt. But they played one game all together. They did, and then he got hurt. So one game is enough for. I mean, they played one series together. One series together. No, they didn't play. A series and they, together. they and they played. And they played at least they played at least seven eight games during the regular season together. They have some during type the regular of, season, oh, Phil. They played to, they played together. That's yeah, almost a year ago. These guys gonna play whole season together. Yeah. You said games. How many? Okay, how many? How many? How many? How many years did? How many years have those three played together versus um, Demar? We're gonna say Demar uh, Caruso and and, and uh, Ball played together. None. Phil, the, 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 this whole this dynamic. Is this whole this is dynamic their first year. is different. That's their second year. No, I'm gonna give this, it to the second this, team. This Pop. their dynamic is actually different though, because you have a whole, you have three different type of isolation players coming together compared to a whole bunch of uh, a different group of players who have already defined roles that they have set within their career. That's that's the difference in between the two. 
And plus, you also got to remember, it's not you can't necessarily compare them to Atlanta because they still see young pups down there. These cats, these cats on Chicago are already until like their second or third contract. So they've been in the league for a while. But playing together is it's more point. I'm saying the Nets have played at least a year around each other, a year, a year, you know, play several games together, played a playoff game together. So they have more time than this new bunch. Yes, their roles are defined, but KD, Kyrie, and, and, and Harden are, are top, top 20, top 10, top 15 players in NBA altogether versus DeMar is top, what, 30? Ball top 75? Levine, I'll give Levine Let top 25. That's all irrelevant. That's all irrelevant, by the way. But okay, just because right. it is. I mean, it is. If you how? think about Skill just, set, all right, ability. Just, just, let's just think about how many top, how many top 10 players did, did um the Dallas Maverick the Dallas Maverick team had when they played against a uh, LeBron James team with Miami? None. That but we know one thing. One your thing point, that was the difference. Void, the difference, your but that was not void. no no no. That was my, my point is proven. That was Miami what first year together. That Dallas team had uh, uh well, I think that was their second year together. A couple of pieces came in. No, I mean, no, they had a whole bunch of vets that came together who played. That's two teams the first time played together, right? How many, how many, how many top ten, top twenty-five, top ten players were on that Spurs team that beat? Be who? They beat the Heat. They beat the Heat. Tim Duncan. Tim Duncan had Tim what Duncan four champions, but he had like four championships that Phil, time. But Phil, you said they won the East, Phil. They Ooh. won the East. You were talking about winning. They can't. We're talking about winning the East. They won. To yeah, the that my they logic the is East. correct. They were no, the no, Lakers. No. They had the top top. No, no. Same thing. Can I just let me finish? You said a you said a team with with no chemistry, right? Playing all together, um, and that's what that's what that Heat team was. They were still able to, to win the East Eastern Conference, right? Yeah. You said that. that but you said they had. They had a, but they were top. They were top. They were top. <laughs> they had. A top a number one, a, a top ten, and a top fifteen. All right, man. All right, you that's what I'm saying. To, you gonna figure out a way to make it work. They, I said if they had that, that skill set. The only player I was looking at because I know we gotta go on the next point. Go I ahead. was thinking about Jeremy Grant. I was thinking about Jeremy Grant being a that added to that team may help that team. Uh, might get those team over the hump. It's possible. I'm not saying it's possible. You mean over the hump to win a championship or over the hump? To, the to beat finals. Brooklyn, to beat Brooklyn, Brooklyn. Mm, I don't see it, but hey, only way they could beat Brooklyn if, if Kyrie be still become part part time, and if they and and the Nets stay within the top two range. If I was them, I'd fall down. <laughs> Yo, since when you start like liking Alabama, man? What's up, like what? Since <laughs> when you start liking Alabama, man? Alabama, wrote yo, don't worry about that. Seven is different. Roll time, my brother. Let's go. <laughs> yeah, it's it's a it's a strange story, but let's go ahead and transition. Um, last week, the All Star report, you know, fan voting that they allow for starters came out, and I know Kelvin had some gripes about <laughs> people. <laughs> who are who are listed that haven't even played uh just to 
Ooh, did I click it wrong? So just to name a few, of course, like your obvious are leading the pack. So LeBron James, KD, Giannis, Jokic, Steph, DeMar, uh, James, Trey, they got Luca, Ja, and Clay, and Devin Booker is on this list. Now, as we we look over it, and this is just I just named probably about almost the top top four for each conference for when it comes to the front court and the back court. Do you think anyone is being overlooked at this particular time that really needs to get their shine on? Mm, is anybody getting overlooked? Um, it's a good question. Who was the person I the, I send it out? Who was over? Clay Thompson was over somebody. Was oh, it John Morant. It was, was it, it Morant? Who was it? Who was the point? I sent it out the other day. That was messed uh, up. Clay was above Devin Booker. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So disrespectful. <laughs> that was so disrespectful. I, I, I mean, as long as they got John Morant starting, um, they, they, they make sure Clay has no chance <laughs> of showing up. <laughs> um. I can't think of nobody right now. If you guys put out some names and some scenarios, then I'll be like, yeah, yes or no. But right now, my whole main concern is they, they're just giving certain people they respect. D-Book never got respect, and John Moran is killing the league right now, so he needs to be started. I'll throw this name out because people have been mentioning it, and it's kind of like under the radar. Do you think Andrew Wiggins should be not – well, I won't say to start. Let me not say to start. I'm not saying that, but do you think he should at least get a look potentially as a reserve? Nope. Why? I, I, why not? I mean, he should get a look. He should get a look. He, he I mean, could, he he could get a look, but there's... oh, that number one team in the West, right? Number one team in the West. Right? Number two. Number two. Number two. Okay. Number, number two one. Teams. So the okay. Suns. So the Sun have Devin Booker, Chris Paul, right? Mm-hmm. Right. And so, um. So, so the Warriors, Stephen Curry, you know, Clay is gonna be in there, right? But no. I, 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 I'm okay. No, let's say Stephen Curry. Start. He's not gonna start. Okay. Plus, I don't think the coaches are gonna put him in as a reserve anyway. Oh, they're gonna put him in. They're gonna put him. In. The no. coaches, Utah Jazz, Utah Jazz. Okay, Utah Jazz have who? We're gonna put Donovan Mitchell, right? He did third. Grizzlies should have at least two, but we're gonna say John Morant. Right? I don't think you name any forwards yet, though. Clay Wiggins would go down as a forward. Oh, right? a four? I thought they would yeah. put him as a two. Four, I'm saying a forward. I think he's going to be a forward. Yeah, so you haven't named any forwards yet. So, so far, he's... LeBron James. Okay. Uh, Jokic, because remember, they do front line, right? They do the front line thingy. They don't do, like, centers for So it's the front players, court and back court. If that's true, how many players get to go as a fr- uh, fr- in the front court? I actually voted. And it's, they, they select... It's, they just it go front three. court two. Front court two and back um, back court three. That's it. So you only get to vote. You get they, five plays at each conference. That's what I voted thus far. As they a messed fan that vote. up. Because yeah, they did. Like, they did. At what point in time did the front court only be two people? They, the, did I miss something? Fr- <laughs> yeah, that's what they had. That's the way they have it. So that's based upon that. So Carl Anthony, he's playing Towns. He's gonna get it, right? So over Wiggins. Yeah, they're gonna give it over him. They're gonna give it over him, and then Ant Man, that dude is playing out his mind. Edwards, 
He's a guard too, though. You they, still ain't give us no real forwards, Phil. No, he's a he's a they, guard. They have they have him as a guard. Yes, he is a guard. He's he's like a legit like. He's a solid too. He's like six like six, six four. Dude. I thought they have him as the three because of the way no, he plays. Because he could, they have, okay, he's still growing. They have, him, they have him, no, they have him. They have him listed as a small forward. I'm right. They have him listed as a small forward. Anthony Edwards is a small forward currently. So, so, so Wiggins is not getting in. They're going to give it to Anthony Anthony Edwards. The um, NBA is trying to promote these young guys. So I just list a few people who I have over him: LeBron James. Um, who I say LeBron James, uh, Jokic, Carl Anthony Towns, and 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 well, that's Edwards. Only three people. That's I the mean, that's the backcourt. That's it. It's only three. So how many? <laughs> I mean, hold on, hold on. So so it's two. So it's two of them starting, right? That's yeah. Three people start. So it was about the reserves. The reserve. Yeah. I will put over uh, over Wiggins. I'll put uh Fox. Over him, stop. Okay, stop. This I mean, rookie. I like D Fox, okay. but no, you about to, you just, you just, well, I mean, you always invalidate yourself, but you really <laughs> bridges. bridges, bridges, bridges for who? Um, what's is that? No, I keep in the wrong bridges. Uh, you know, what's the voice? Phoenix, Mikhail, Mikhail, Mikhail bridges. bridges. I'll put him over Wiggins. All right, man. All right, let's transition. That's it. About to lose all his credit. Okay, go ahead. All of it, yo. He still has some crumbs left, and now you're trying to, <laughs> you're trying to snatch the crumbs that you have, Phil. I'm not yeah. gonna let you do it. I'm not gonna let you do it tonight, Phil. <laughs> Who you prefer, Wiggins or Anthony Edwards? Wiggins or Anthony Edwards? I like Anthony Edwards' game more, but I, but I, what I'm looking at is the record. Um, what Wiggins mm-hmm. has done this year. And I think he's. I think he can get a reserve nod. Anthony Edwards, you know that. What they are they even in the playoff race? Yeah, currently they are. As of today, they are. Like are like they, HC. Uh, they are ninth playing. Sorry, playing. A playing. So you are talking about playing versus somebody that's been jockeying for the one and two, you know, the, throughout the whole year, and and probably a, a real instrumental piece, and with the the success they had this year on both ends of the floor, so. I, I would think I would have to give him the nod over. I mean, you were talking about fan power. That's different. But if I'm the coaches and I'm looking at, you know, what's going on, I think if I'm a coach, I'm leaning towards, I'm leaning towards uh, Wiggins this year for reserve. So, so do you think that players and coaches are saying, hey, the, um, Wiggins is a byproduct of Seth. And once um, no. Clay comes in, I'm just saying once Clay comes back, all that shine Wiggins have his Production is gonna go down because Clay is gonna pick up with that production. You can't, you can't look, you can't, you can't look foresight. You, you have to look at what's the body of work that presented itself already. You would think look, you can't, you yeah, you're not. That is not even. I agree. Not, yeah, you, I agree. I mean, but any, any any other way looking at it is not fair. We got to go by the body of work that's been been presented. You can't say, oh, what's going to happen in the future? Now, nah, what happened already? What's on the record already? What's their record already? What's, what's, what's his numbers already? You got to go I by think, that. I agree, but we know how fan, you know, media personnels are and how they feel, you know, they, they make, you know, media gets 50%. So they're, they're going to have an, um, they're going to have an influence on based upon how they feel and what they see. 
they because this is probably the first time Wiggins actually played to his quote unquote potential, right? I agree, he put in great numbers, but they may say this is a byproduct <laughs> of Stephen Curry, and we know what Clay have done and so forth. But just saying, just saying, I agree that Wiggins is doing a better job in his whole NBA career, and he's starting to live up to his potential. But I still see players as better than him, and and who 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 is contributing based upon what the current roster have and, and despite how once the current roster is, is when when players are returning i don't see other players like ant and ziokage and other person um points production goes down that's what i'm saying i i just i believe that he's a byproduct of seth and seth gets everyone um you know draw a lot of attention and wiggins is he is a defender but also give him a better opportunity to score. Once Clay comes back, it's, I believe it's going to be effective. But we'll see. I, I'm one of those voters. But hey, yeah, I could be clearly, wrong. In I'm my glad lifetime. your vote don't really doesn't really count like that because this <laughs> is what I would say. If you actually paid attention to the Warriors for the past few years, when Steph and this is before it, I'll just say last year because Jordan Poole has taken a leap. If you go back to last year. Andrew Wiggins was the second guy. He's still he's still technically the second guy now, but he's kind of just taking a step back because he's just letting Jordan Poole do him. Now, do I think his numbers will come down because Clay comes in? I don't necessarily think so. Actually, I don't. I actually think Jordan Poole's numbers is going to come down more, actually, more than Andrew Wiggins because he's averaging what about 20 points a game you got to think he only he already played with like another like star averaging about 20 like I think we were expecting Andrew Wiggins to be the it he maybe he just needed a new culture to be around and someone to actually embrace him maybe he just didn't embrace Minnesota maybe he didn't have the same drive we know the whole story with Jimmy Butler and everything but he just needed a new situation and Steve Kerr and the culture that they built in the Warriors just pretty much just had him play at a totally different level. Like he buys in. Who's really buying in in, in Minnesota? Nobody. I mean, let's 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 just be real. Like their players are gonna buy in, but like to what extent does it take that team to another level? So I think Andrew will get a nod from the coaches because. For when it comes to reserves, the coaches, I think it's the coaches and maybe, it, I don't think it's that. I just think it's like assistant coaches who are pretty much the ones voting for those uh, reserves. So normally they get that right for the most part. I mean, I think just another name just to throw out real brief, maybe Fred Van Vliet might get in there. Maybe, I don't know. It just depends on how he plays out for the rest of this month leading up into it because he's been kind of going crazy lately, but he might potentially get a nod. Um, you know, they're going to try to get LaMelo in there, but I don't know if he's going to get it. He has, he has like the numbers, you know, but I mean, if he does get in, I mean, it's good for, it's good for the all-star game because we want to see offense, no shade of Rudy, but shade of Rudy. Uh, I know who's, I know who's not going there. Julius Randle better not be in there. And FYI, Andrew Wiggins actually his his career numbers points is lower than the previous four years. But he's nineteen and his high was actually twenty two for a couple of years twenty twenty two. But 
Julia Randall better not be in Nassau. He's not getting voted in. He's disgusting by cursing out the fans. Lack of effort. So we know Julius Randall is not going to be an all-star this year. You should never diss the fans. Well, he's not top 10 anyway, so he ain't got to worry about that, Phil. <laughs> uh, let's go ahead and transition. Um, this might be our last topic. Um, John ja Morant. I mean, Kelvin mentioned it as well. I mean, shoot, his last six games, he's been averaging about 30, a little over 30 points a game. He has the Grizzlies fourth in fourth in the West. I mean, you got to think about it. It's a tough West. I mean, people are hurt, but I mean, they just went on an East Coast road trip and was just giving everyone that work. So the real question is, do we think Ja should be in this MVP conversation? I would say definitely from a stats perspective, and he definitely has Memphis rolling. He's had them turn uh, the corner. And so, you know, John Moran is playing lights out basketball. He's, he's bringing excitement to Memphis, you know, and to be honest, I don't know the last time Memphis has had a superstar, right? You think about it. Memphis always is like a, a grind amount team, but they have themselves a superstar. Um, the Grizzlies are ranked fourth in the West. So I don't think he'll get serious consideration, but I think what we're seeing is that John Moran, and I think we already saw this when he first started, is a franchise-altering talent, if he can stay healthy. So he definitely should be in the conversation. I don't think he's going to get there. I mean, right now you have Kevin Durant playing lights out. You have Steph Curry balling out. Um, you have um, Jokic balling out. You have Embiid balling out. So, I mean, it's kind of crowded up top, but he should be in the conversation even though I don't think he will um, get serious consideration this year, but he is a name to watch in the future. And uh, what he said, two straight years in the playoffs or is it one year in the playoffs? Two. Two years in the playoffs. So hoping to see him take that next, the next leap. So he advanced out the first round as actually a competitive basketball series. Listen, Don Moran, it should be, this is the current list. The list should be Katie. Giannis, John Morant. They got to stop giving Jokic anything, man. Yes, the team, the team is there, but you know what's going to happen. He's not, they're not going far in the playoff. One, two rounds, one round maybe. John Morant is the truth. He personally handled these, this team. While he was out, the team was good. But when he came back, he's averaging like 30 points per game the last few games currently 25 points five rebounds six assists this dude is putting up numbers and on top of that his his team is climbing climbing fast and he's closing out games you saw what he did to the lakers <laughs> single-handedly took care of the lakers that game this dude is unbelievable he is the truth this is probably the first time in a while we actually heard, you know, we've heard this other than LeBron, this guy, you know, he's going to be, he should have been picked number one. He should have been picked number one. Number two should have been RJ Barrett. I'm glad the Knicks got him. He's doing work. And then Zion, who's home. This dude is the truth. He's helped his first time he came into Memphis. Like you said, Memphis was sort of a grind on team. This dude took this game team to the playoff. He had, he changed the culture. He changed the mentality and his play. And he's not selfish. He distributed the ball, average five assists a game. And when the time comes for him to insert himself, he does it. 
He keeps the defense moving. He keeps his teammates active, and he gives his teammates uh, confidence. He's literally the ball effect. If we give him uh, Lamar, LaMelo ball, credit for what he's done for the Hornets, we got to give the same credit for John Moran and then some. So John Moran, to me, should be top three. Take Yalk Brokic down and put him number three. Yeah, I agree with I agree with everybody. I think he should be in the conversation. Don't don't think we're gonna say he's he's gonna win the MVP. I think that's a stretch, but definitely for what he's done for Memphis being re- relevant, for Heisman proved um, upon his numbers each and every year. Uh, I think you know he's exciting. You know he's 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 um, something that people want to watch. Um, he's worth the ticket, the admission. So, you know, though all those things are one of the facts when you talk about MVP, you talk about winning, you're talking about marketability, um, you're talking about like growth. Um, I don't think I don't think I'll go as far as a lot of those players right now saying he's the he's the future of the NBA. I don't think I don't think I'll go that far. Um, but I do think he is uh, worthy of conversation, especially when we used to put Luca and all those other guys years before. In a conversation, they even somebody even had a nerve to say Julius Randle last year. So <laughs> you got craziness like that going on. <laughs> you got to be able to put John Morant in the conversation. So I mean, the obvious answer is he should be in the conversation. And you want to know who Ja reminds me of? Not play like, but just the energy that he brings. Of course, people would say LaMelo, but I see why AI says he loves him. He reminds me of AI to a sense to where the energy that he brings into a game, you're going to feel that the whole game. Like, like you're going to, you're there's, there's really like no, no timeouts where you just don't wonder if it's going to show up, even if he's not having like, the best of nights he always brings that and i and I, what i just thinking about this because it just came to mind when he was out for i believe it was covid for those games and the grizzlies went 10 and 1 something around around that record and he came back and i think they lost that game and it was like one of the fans was like man look we need you out because we was winning when you were gone Ever since that game, like it was like maybe like a game or two later, it just seems like his his just play just just got better. Like his points started going up more. Like he had 41, 33, 31, 26. And he was just he was just going. And I just feel like when you have a player like that, and it leads to winning, like they should always be in that conversation because I mean obviously when you think of MVP you think of winning for the most part but the fact that he's doing it in the West and if I recall correctly I think they're the only team that's beat the Suns and in Golden State this year they're the only team to do so so I just feel like whenever the competition just just elevates itself. I mean, John, the Grizzlies just take it to that level. Like they're not afraid of the limelight. And I just feel like 
it's going to come to a point to where he's just going to do what he's, he's going to have his way with the league. So we're going to see what happens. I mean, obviously I don't think we're going to, he's going to win it, but as long as he's, he's in that conversation, I feel like it's appropriate, but just real quick, I was going to let this go, but if you follow social media with Tristan Thompson, come on, man. Like, come on, man. He, he what's, what's wrong with these dudes, man? Like, I don't understand. Don't issue, don't, don't issue a, a public apology about you fathering some woman that you was messing around with. And when the math is mathing and you trying to pay $75,000 off to get her to not be involved in the child. Come on, bro. You a lame dog. You a lame. Leave this man alone. But nah. it's okay that it's okay that the um the Kardashians ruin people's lives, right? We know the Kardashian curse. They just getting their own medicine. This is the same Kardashian who was involved with Lamar, right? And then end up dating um dating James Harden while she was still married to Lamar, right? No, no, Tristan, do your thing. I don't condone adults. They're not even married. <laughs> they're not married. Are they married? They're not married. Nah, they're I'm not. Hap- but I'm a happily married man for 20 years, faithful, and I'm by grace of God not going nowhere. But this dude is not married. He's not married to Kardashian. And please, this dude, he's just giving Kardashians the same treatment that he they gave her. They they give her every other man they who they deal with. So Tristan, you do you. You're not married. You're free to do what you want decision. I'll pray that you repent and be baptized and sin no more. <laughs> but that you was good for the goose is good for the what gander. That's all I have to say. Now, Phil, my only thing is, I mean, it's one thing to say to get no medicine. It's a whole nother thing that when he's trying to pay someone to abort the baby or to not deal with that. I, I know you don't support. No, I don't support that. that. I, yeah. I'm I'm just talking about the part where. Um, he apologizing. He didn't need to do that. That I, I don't really care about that. But the whole situation, the, the, I'm, I'm anti-abortion. I think women do have rights. I do believe in baby living. That's me. That's what I'm for. But I just say that the situation is a similar situation in the Kardashian way. That's it. I don't feel sorry for Chloe. That's why I'm basically I don't feel sorry for Chloe. What's her name? I think it's Chloe. Whoever she he's oh, dealing with. Yeah, it's Chloe. Chloe. I mean, I don't feel I, bad for her. I mean, I don't feel sorry, sorry for neither one of them. I'm just like, stop embarrassing yourself by making this public because what are we gonna do? Say apology accepted because you're about to do the same thing within <laughs> the next six months. So that's that's yeah. that's why I gotta be like, Ayo, like, what's the point? And then Lamar comes on and hops on and says. Well, yeah, she she does deserve the world, so maybe we could talk about <laughs> it. But I don't know, know what, what these girls do. Man, look, I don't know what to say about it, but I just feel like it's all stupid. Your business is your business. Yeah, ladies, I, I, I agree. But ladies and gentlemen, that concludes another episode of A Lady and Some Dudes podcast. Make sure that you check us out on the different platforms that we post on. And once again, happy Clay Day. I don't know how many points you scored. But I'm looking forward to checking as soon as we finish this episode real quick. He scored the first two points on a driving layup. Thank you for tuning in to another episode of A Lady and Some Dudes. Please remember to follow us, like, share. We are on Facebook and Instagram. Our Facebook handle is at a lady and that is the and sign, some dudes. 
our handle on Instagram is a lady and some dudes. Everything is spelled out. So that's a lady, A and D, some dudes. Until next time.